Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Is It Just Me? The podcast that puts the really important slash trivial things right front and centre. And I'm James Williams, one of your hosts, and as ever, I'm joined by the lovely... Hello, I'm Joe Elvin. I didn't know which one you meant was lovely, whether you were looking at me or our guest. Well, our guest, yeah. actually, well, this is a very special episode of Is It Just Me? Actually, it's in honour of International Women's Day. Uh, it's a bonus episode of Is It Just Me? And we've found, I think, the perfect guest for this don't episode. Don't think we don't yeah. find you something for nothing. We really have. Here I am. Well, it's the lovely Stacey Dooley. I mean, Hello, to be how honest, you? how would you describe Because you're a bit of a multi-hyphen now, aren't you? You're a documentary maker, an author, uh, Yeah, apparently so. Do you know what? I've got, I've got mad imposter syndrome now with the book. <laughs> you know, it just feels very highbrow and very sophisticated and very grown up. She's here to plug a book every yeah. week. That's it. She's got it in straight away. We should get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's here to business. She's not here. Yeah. She didn't come to play. Listen. Yeah. Which, your book is called Women Who Fight Back. Yes. And, I mean, in all seriousness, you know... It is actually quite a hardcore read in many respects. Tell, tell people who don't know yeah. about what it's about. So I've been making documentaries for a decade. So it's been 10 years now. So I started when I was 20, 31 on Friday. Oh, happy um, birthday. Happy early birthday. Fellow Piscean. Very, yeah, I am, yeah. Mm. Very rock and roll. I'm going, going to the cinema. <laughs> what are you going to go see? I, Tonya. Oh, it's brilliant. Desperate to see it. I saw yeah. it on Sunday. It's really, really good. You've seen it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I adore Margot Robbie. She's so amazing. We part of the Oscar, yeah. Anyway, I adore so Alison Janney. Yes, they're very both happy brilliant. happy with that win. We Whoa, digress yeah, here. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very, very we, we, we turned it to some film review yes. podcast, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, so I've been doing it for 10 years, and I suppose I've met loads of really inspirational women, women that I really rate, really admire. And it's been quite varied. So I've spent time with the Yazidi girls in mm. Iraq, um, spent some time in Mosul with the survivors there, spent time with um, survivors of domestic violence in Honduras. Mm. So it's, it's been a huge privilege from my perspective. So it's sort of taking a minute to sort of put all of those women in the one place, I suppose. Yeah. And they've been sort of back and forth for a couple of years. Should we do a book, shan't we? And it just didn't ever materialise. It didn't feel quite right for whatever reason. So I'm particularly proud of, of this I suppose yeah and what, what's your hope for the book what, what's the goal because to me it's 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 shining a light in one spot on so many hugely mm. serious issues yeah I mean I just want it to 
start discussion, mm. you know? And I, and I do think, I'm under no illusion that this is going to kind of change everything and I'm here to kind of save the world and be really earnest and be really preachy. It's just about having kind of frank conversations about these admirable women looking at their circumstances and thinking, Shit, you know, how do we feel about that? What mm. can we do to possibly think about moving in the right direction? But what can we do? Yeah. I think awareness is key. Mm. I think as soon as you start feeling for these women and speaking about things and you're moved, mm. then you're desperate for change to happen. Well, so you're sort of planting the seeds. We've talked yeah. about this a bit yeah. on the podcast in the past, whereby I think we live in a current climate where there's so much horrible stuff going on. And you even talk about this in your mm-hmm. book, Stacey, about it's also the way we are now exposed to news mm-hmm. and we're exposed to the bad stuff. You don't hear about the lovely stuff going no. on in the world. We hear about the bad stuff. So it's very easy to just think the world's an awful place and full of awful people. I think we're bombarded, aren't we? Mm. It's, you know, it's on the phone. So every two, two, three seconds, this yeah. is happened, that's happened, this is kicked off, that's kicked off. Um, but I think you've got to be mindful that um, through all of the horror and, and all of the badness and all of the evil, there are remarkable, extraordinary people trying to counterbalance that. Mm. Like because a, for me, the burning question for me when looking at your documentaries and, and reading the book, there's so much of what you do that I, you know, I, I hold my hand up and say I find really hard yeah, to watch no. and hard to read, particularly things like paedophilia. Mm. And so I find it hard to plug in mm to that for half an hour or an hour mm. how do you you know do you ever have moments when you're sort of so aware and you've had so much first hand witnessing of, mm. of what happens how do you like switch enjoy on. a laugh Stay or sane. do you know what I mean do you yeah. ever have moments where you think oh I'm, I'm at the cinema now and actually there's this seven year old girl that this is happening yeah. to yeah do you know what I mean yeah no I totally do and it's something that Lots of people pick up on, I totally understand it. I think sometimes as well when we've got a lot going on and, you know, work's hectic, life's hectic, you want escapism. You Mm. don't necessarily want to hear about these babies suffering. Mm. Um, But I mean for you, how do you cope with that? Yeah, I think I just, I, I try and hold on to the belief that there are more good people than bad people. I I do sort of fundamentally Mm. believe that. I think, like you say, we hear about the bad stuff because it's so harrowing and it's so shocking. But it is interesting, you know, like a couple of years ago I did something in the Philippines. It was, it was, it was very, it was just painfully sad and these kids were just being abused in a way that I'd not heard of before. Um, and I was, so, I was so made up that we got that commission because I really felt it was important. But it was sort of 15 hours of listening to these kids being tortured but I'd not been on holiday for a couple of years. I'd been working like lunatic, so I hadn't seen my boyfriend. So we'd arranged to meet in Thailand. So he'd fly out and I'd meet him from the Philippines. And that kind of transition, that switch from kind of intense pain to having a really kind of frivolous, beautiful, fun time with mm. the guy that I adored in a really lovely hotel felt a bit iffy for a while. Right. And you're sort of, you're riddled with guilt almost. Mm. But then you've got to remember that, you know, you've got to live your life. And I think as long as you're doing a tiny, 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 tiny bit, mm. um, you know, again, I'm under no illusion that I'm kind of saving everything. But I think if you're raising awareness, yeah. you can be proud And you're, and you're starting a conversation and as well. And it's something, yeah. It's but, something. but also I think what you, I think the, what you have to remember as well is, you know, even some of the most horrible things you've witnessed, you've also, I think, encountered the strength of human spirit. I really have. You? And I think yeah. that's what surely gets you through it, is mm. that these people who have even experienced these horrors, mm. they are still good people. They're not bitter people they you know they don't become what they've been exposed to do you know what I mean that's often what would happen but some of these people are still so incredibly you know forgiving and you know you're totally right and the Yazidi women are particularly sort of 
inspiring in that sense. They're still very kind of tactile and, and very funny and very warm and very witty and you know they haven't allowed those perpetrators to determine the kind of characters that they're going to be mm. and I just think it's extraordinary I know. but also yeah. I think as well what I love about your book Stacey is it's so your voice. Oh, do you know, so many people have said that a lot. Well, that's either a blessing or a curse. Well, but, but I think that's what it's people love you for. Are. I think, you know, you do go into these places. And you, you've even said it yourself when you started off at 19 or something. Yeah. And, you know, you did go in slightly. Like, oh. you know, you just asked obvious questions. You know what question. week it was. So you asked basically <laughs> la, 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 la. what people on the street probably would want to ask. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that comes across in your book as well. And even now, I think you still don't lose touch with that. Mm, I hope, you, yeah, I hope so. It's funny, isn't it? I think at the start, I remember, so it was a guy called Danny Cohen who gave me my first gig. He's such a trooper, like a real sweetheart, such a gent. And he said to me, I remember him sitting down and saying, you know, I'm giving you this because I'm interested in hearing what you've got to say. Don't sort of behave like a traditional, conventional journalist. That's, Mm. That's not what we're interested in. That's not what you are. Best piece of advice I've ever been given. You just have to... But do you think, on a very serious question, this, do you think because you weren't necessarily trained and yeah. because you're a woman, because of maybe how you look and the age you mm-hmm. were, do you definitely feel like you've had to work doubly hard to be taken seriously in the field you work in? Yeah, I've, I suppose the first couple of years, right, I mean, some, some of the criticism was um, warranted. You know, I was mm. finding my feet and, you know... I wasn't perfect and I did need to learn but you have to you have to work hard and pick up things as you go along no one starts perfect I think in respect mm. you know wherever you work whatever your job role is um so I think the first couple of years you know I I did find it tricky to kind of be torn down by sort of middle-aged middle-class men but do you know what actually in kind of hindsight it's probably helped because I don't give a shit now what everyone <laughs> and I really don't and I think that becomes more important the older you get, you know, the, the most important person you've got to, this sounds so cheesy, but I do believe it, kind of impresses yourself, you mm. know? You've got to think, I'm delighted with how I handled that, I'm proud of that, and move forward. But also, you, you know, and you say this again in the book, you know, you're also now calling the shots a lot more, aren't you? Yeah. You've got, at first you were very much just the person in front of camera yeah. being directed, and now you're directing, you're doing your yeah. own voiceovers, so, you know, you're, you're owning it a lot more, Yeah, I guess. I'm more involved editorially, um, yeah. I suppose I'm, so I assistant produce my, my own stuff now and I'm learning how to shoot and I've been on a director's course. I just think, and it helps being in the edit as well, because mm. sometimes, you know, you'll be doing pieces to camera and you'll be going, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and in the edit, you think you only need three lines. Yeah. So it helps you become yeah, yeah. better on both sides. Yeah. 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 And is this it for you, do you think? Do you think this is your path? So. You want to keep doing it? You'll never get bored? That's what absolutely there for. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're selling those fragrances. <laughs> Loving it, yeah. you know, and it's a complete privilege. You know, I'm under no illusion that, you know, I'm not incredibly lucky to do something I love for a living. Um, and I suppose I know what it's like not to be so lucky. So I'm, mm. I'm even more keen to sort of keep hold of it. Yeah. What, what's the Everest? What's the next? What's the assignment that you haven't done that I'm desperate to do? Yeah. Actually, you know, I'm doing something at the minute um, that I've been wanting to do for a while. So. Lots of people always say, you know, you go so far afield and you always do things that sort of, you know, miles and miles away. And there are so many stories to be told here at home, domestic stories. And um, there's been a rise in paramilitary-style punishment attacks in Belfast, Northern mm-hmm. Ireland. Um, so, as you know, it's Britain. And essentially, we've got kind of vigilante groups, like almost like a weird neighbourhood watch going around, shooting kids who are behaving badly in the knees 
there's been a sharp rise. So they used to do that a while back and then it sort of dipped again. But for whatever reason, the, the spike's there, it's gone back up. And so I was working on this before Christmas. Will we, won't we, will we, won't we? And we got that commissioned and I'm back and forth with that now. So Where do you get your fearlessness? I know, she's such a badass. <laughs> you really are. That's really, it's stupidity. That's really scary. <laughs> Nothing scares you. I mean, yeah. I, the, my favourite bit... I can't bit... get the lift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually Stacey is scared of getting lifts, so that's the one. She yeah, is human not. after all, people. I can't get the lift. But one of my favourite anecdotes from the book is when you go to that prison and you basically tell this rather scary ex-gang member mm. that her hair shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> she, no, to be I fair, know, she told actually, you your hair was shit yeah, first. she said my hair was shit. <laughs> so actually it was fine up like this. Yeah. So I was really tired, la la la. I hadn't washed my hair. Her hair was, well, hair was shit. Yeah. It was like grease She had a point. Yeah, <laughs> she was absolutely right. Um, but it's that kind of report and I think as well, they're not really interested in having kind of considered um, <laughs> straight conversations. Yeah. You know, they like all that. You know, they sort of, they want to interact in that way. And they, they are, some of the girls I really loved, mm, you know. Yeah. It was circumstantial a lot of the time. That's sort of wrong well, you, place, wrong time. You probably but... connect with them on a more human level. Oh, yeah. why they then open up to you. You oh, get much it. better stuff out of them, really. She's like, your hair looks shit. I was like, at least I've got hair. You know, because <laughs> they had to shave their hair off. <laughs> Because as part of the punishment, yeah. I thought, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh that's amazing. Yeah. Too far, yeah. too no. far. Don't mess yeah. with Stacey G. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a bit worried, actually, because we are now going to have to move on to some topics, yeah. Stacey. No, There's going to be no messing with us. Much but, more serious much, than yeah. it is. Oh, way more serious. Yeah. Are you, are you ready? I mean, you've seen some Thank things, God. but are you ready to do the Is It Just Me topics? I'm very, very ready. Let's do this. Stacey Dooley, James Williams, followers of my Instagram account will be amazed it's taken us this long <laughs> to get to this subject. But hey, Stacey's chosen it so we get to get a lot off our chest today. Mm-hmm. Is it just me who doesn't care one iota what <laughs> her other half thinks of what she wears? <laughs> oh, I wish I could do you. that with my tongue. I know, I'm really into it. But sometimes yeah. when I'm tired, oh, oh it, it wanes. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to try for hours to do it. Oh, yeah. um, it's it's a f- nothing I can't do. Jess. Oh, I know, really. I know. She's so she's so skilled, this girl. <laughs> um, so obviously, with you're you. with Joe on this I'm one. I'm so with Joe on this one. And actually, you know, my boyfriend um, Sam, he's just he's my biggest critic. He's my biggest troll. And he started <laughs> hashtagging actually. Like so, sometimes I mean, he has got. Sometimes I do just throw gear on, but I just deal with it, Sam. Yeah, yeah. but I deal with it. I clearly feel like I look very kind of. You know, Copenhagen slash. <laughs> oh yeah, they don't like they don't like the fugly <laughs> platform, oh, Scandi vibe at all. He's yeah, not interested. Yeah. yeah, but he always says like when you've got judo practice at two, but the courthouse at four. You know, if I'm wearing like quilted joggers with a coat, <laughs> I think, honey, please. That throws him. Yeah. Throws him. I, I still wish I had the jacket that what kind of originally started it years and years ago. I had this really nice white. Um, denim jacket from Mark Jacobs and it had like sort of marching band stitching on the front as was the style at the time cost me a fortune <laughs> I wore it to death it was white it went with everything it's my piece he called it this is going to be a reference that sort of goes over the heads of many of our listeners but he called it my Buck Rogers in the 25th century because <laughs> it kind of looked like all those Battlestar Galactica do you actually know though because I have to say having worked with predominantly women for most of my adult life you know I'm very clear on the fact that girls don't dress for men girls dress for girls I think some do though I've got but, uh, well, that was my I question I do we know don't dress and... for anyone except me well, okay, I but honestly don't no, but I think what I mean is I think girls are more concerned with what their mates think about their outfit than their boyfriends mm. I, I don't know of any girls that actually dress for men 
or dress for men, you know? Mm. And I do think there is something to be said for whom the male aesthetic is very different, but you know, of course they appreciate in terms of style. But tell me this, do you think, because I had this conversation with a friend of mine who said, oh, um, she said, I, I was wearing like a jumpsuit or something, like a real sort of like, you know, kryptonite for my husband <laughs> is the jumpsuit, the onesie. I mean. <laughs> and this friend of mine said to me, I love jumpsuits, but my husband really only likes me in tea dresses oh. and skirts so I don't re- I can't buy them and I thought for a second my first thought was god am I the Divorcing. worst wife no am I, <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I the worst wife in the world that that unless we're sort of like having sexy time date night yes. I don't get dressed and think oh what's Oscar the thing yeah yeah does that make me no. a terrible person no. No. I'm with you I, I think feel Ross like would say yes but yeah. Ross and <laughs> yeah. Sam would agree but we yeah. don't yeah, yeah. Um, no I know exactly what you mean I think it's so it's so important to feel comfy and it's so important to sort of feel yourself when you've got your gear mm. on. You know what I mean? I think if it was up to Sam, I promise you this, it's no exaggeration, it's no top up. I'd be in like a coral bodycon dress, <laughs> like with my tits pushed up as far Walking forward around as Iran. Possible. Well, uh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That, would, <laughs> that would be ideal. I always say, I always say this about most, I think most heterosexual men would dress the women in their lives like girls allowed at peak extra so girls allowed. Yes. Clear, you know I mean? clear hooker heels and everything. Yeah, hooker heels, yeah. Ma- massive yeah. fake tan, yeah. bodycon dresses, <laughs> You know, Hervé Leger. I mean, I hate to talk into very sweeping statements, but I do genuinely feel that is oh, yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah. pretty much the case. Red knickers, <laughs> black dresses. Yeah, if he ever bought me red suspenders. knickers. Suspenders. Really have the arm. Yeah. yeah. All those clueless men running around lingerie departments on Christmas Eve, desperate trying to, you know. <laughs> not, Show, showing the sales assistant like their hands in front of their chest to say, "Oh, she's about, about this size. size." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. a handful. She's a yeah. Bigger than you. Yeah. The girls are always really yeah. mindful that he's staring at her tits. Oh. Yeah. Even as a man here, I, I never, it sounds incredibly arrogant, but I very rarely ask anyone, what do you think of my outfit? What no. do you think of this trouser? What do you think of, uh, I think, but then I think that you're either that kind of person that is confident with your style and knows what works for you, or you're not. Like, I have lots of friends who genuinely panic and they consult me. They'll send me pictures of what they're I, wearing and I used what to do be you like think? That. Yeah. I did, yeah, totally. I mean, when I was at Glamour, when the first year or so at Glamour, I'd never edited a fashion magazine before, so I always just assumed I was the one getting it wrong. It took me years of, particularly in the shows, like, you mm. know, t- texting a picture of my outfit to the fashion editor. It took years of her going, yeah, that looks great, before I kind of just did stopped you, worrying about it. Yeah. Did you yeah. feel like all eyes were on you because you were so influential and, you, and that was your world? No, it is not like me at all to think all eyes are on me because <laughs> I am so influential, Steve. It, 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 it was more, um, I just, I think, if I'm being I'm really honest now, this sounds pathetic, but um, it goes back to being bullied at high school for always having the wrong thing on never being allowed to get the cool jeans that all my friends had, all that sort of thing. So my biggest fear was being the one that everyone was going, oh my God, have you seen what Mm. she's wearing today? As long as no one's doing that, I don't care if you think my outfit's the best or the... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I always dress a bit quirky. I was that weird 11-year-old that wore bow ties. (laughs) I I, I of my own choosing. Even my parents were a bit like... And my dad loves a cravat. And even he was a bit like, why is my son walking around like little Lord Fauntleroy? But but I've always had that kind of... I would always do what I wanted. And and even even bullies would never knock that out of me, I I suppose. That was kind of my ultimate... Two fingers. Yeah. But, um... I remember when I, I went to a school disco, right? And I was young, man, like young, like inf- infant junior. And um, it was school disco, and I just bought pedal pushers 
But I was, I mean, I was the pioneer. Okay, yeah, hang on a minute. What year are we talking? I I'll mean, tell you whether or not that was a... Yeah, no, maybe you're right. Yeah. dick move. Um, it's yeah. probably a dick move. Yeah. I was, so I think it was junior school, so certainly no, no older than 10. Wow. So I'm 31 now. 20. White, white pedal pushers. Yeah. But what, did they make you happy? But anyway, I really felt the part. And then there was two girls who I won't name, um, <laughs> who were sort of called me Jack up Jill, Jack up Jill, Jack up Jill. And then I went home, and then I was a bit gutted. And then they knocked on my door the next day, trying to come out and play. And it was my first time of sort of standing up for myself. And I said, I don't want to come out and play because you took the piss out of me yesterday. <laughs> Shut the door. Really wanted to go out and play. Um, <laughs> but you took a stand. But for those yeah, pedal I took pushes. a stand for the PP. I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm all, well, basically, we're all in unison on this one, aren't we? Basically, just yes. dress better how the hell you like, as hell long as yeah. you're comfortable. But I mean, sometimes if we are having a date night. I probably won't put on my dungarees, no. even, even my best ones, just to I mean, you know, just to give him a treat. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's everything's in a relationship is a bit of compromise, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So you can't always have everything your own way, no, but that's yeah, true. That you is sometimes. True. I guess what we have to say is there's no shame in wanting to be attractive to your other half no. as well so I guess you know I'm... no judgement here as we always say on is it just me oh it's more fun when there's judgement there's way yeah, more fun I, when there is judgement yeah. son's judgement on this one <laughs> maybe the next except one. from the husbands and the boyfriends yeah. exactly but screw them screw them yeah. hashtag close my husband hates one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh, it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, so is it just me who seems to be getting grumpier and grumpier as the years go by? Look at your sweet little pixie I know, face. I don't believe you're grumpy I for a second. You, you're never going to get a frown line. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a real nightmare. I'm getting worse. The older I get, do you know what it is? It's not necessarily I'm getting grumpier. I'm getting less tolerant mm. of nonsense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But do you also think as well... No, again, I need an example. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give us so a really like, good grumpy example. So, okay, okay, I'll tell you. So, like, the general public... Oh, sometimes <laughs> Sold, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We love you all our listeners, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. Not Some, you. Then. Yeah, not you, the yeah. other ones. Yeah. Sometimes I'm madly in love with them. Sometimes I literally want to lock myself in, 
in my flat and never come out. Mm. So, for example, like if I, I don't know, if I'm on the train and someone's talking like unnecessarily loud oh. about, oh, yeah, she said her eyebrows were shit, and then <laughs> she came to the bar, and then it all kicked off. Oh my days! But I think I'm not interested. I'm so I would have been sort of five or ten years ago, but I'm so uninterested because I've got to send this really dull email to Hove Council mm. about my recycling <laughs> that's not been picked up. So I just feel like I'm getting grumpier and less tolerant. I'm with you on that because I, 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 what happened to headphones? Because I've had a couple of experiences now whereby I was on a train the other day and a girl was literally watching the rugby live streaming on, on her phone, literally with no headphones in. Mm. And then a girl on the beach the other week when I was on holiday, literally just playing music. And just her, I could understand if she had like a little mini speaker and she had some mates with her. She was just sat there on her own playing it. I was going, love, put some headphones in. So I'm, I'm getting grumpier and grumpier. And I think... Well, we talked about this as well. It's about you become less tolerant, less likely to bite your tongue, don't you, I, as you I, get older, I'm I think. I'm pretty grumpy. However, <laughs> um, the perspective I'm coming at it from is, uh, you picked up my accent, not everybody does. I've lived in this country for about half my life, a little bit longer. When I first got to this country, I was um, young and angry and full of temper, and I used to find myself getting in arguments on the tube all the time. So I've kind of... I've curbed it a lot. I've really learned that I don't get anywhere mm. if I true. really go zero to a bazillion. Yeah, but are you and internal I, grumpy? Yeah, it's. I mean, you wouldn't know. Are you very British grumpy, but you don't actually ever like, say anything. Passive yeah. aggressive, like yeah. I really wish you'd stop doing that. Hi, yes. I know. That's what we all yeah, like. Yeah, I'm totally like that. Yeah. Totally. I do and always I... admire those people in the cinema that, that shush people. Because it really winds me up people that talk in the cinema. But I would never say shush. No, I'm too scared I'm going to get stuck. Me too. <laughs> yeah. You never, you um, never but I always yeah. go, good on you. And you know, my dad's that person. That if somebody drops something at litter, he'll go over and say, excuse me, you dropped something. So and I'm like, God, dad, you're going to get your head kicked in one day. But we I kind of admire him at the same time. We had this thing on the train one day where this girl got on and she had no headphones and was playing her music so loudly. And this guy sitting in the carriage went, American guy, said, does anybody else here think that's rude? Like this. <laughs> love and, and everybody, yeah. and loads of people him. started chiming in going, well, yes, I'm very disturbed by this as well. <laughs> and all the time, this is, and it just actually, it actually just made the whole thing worse than if we'd all just sat there <laughs> yeah, and, just and listened, listened to, to music. To her music. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I suppose... I probably am grumpier than I used to be. But I think, but, as long as you, I think if you acknowledge your grumpiness... I've, I've learned yeah. the futility of it. I mean, yeah, so, yeah, no, it's true. I suppose yeah. it's that thing, it's that sort of... I, it's like sort of pity battles, isn't it? I think there's a difference as well between grumpy and miserable. Like, yeah. you, can be miserable. A, you can be a happy grumpy person, I yes. think. Whereas miserable people just love misery, don't they? Oh. People, sometimes you just ring them up and they can't wait to tell you who's died or who's got some <laughs> terrible illness. Or, hi, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hi, yeah. mum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? And some people just wallow in other people's misery yeah. sometimes. But it's not really anything to do with you. But yeah, somehow you're making yourself really miserable. It's like just some people can't help themselves. So you know what I mean? Like, we're on the train or whatever. It's jam-packed. Clearly it's jam-packed, right? There's nowhere for anyone to go. We've all paid extortionate <laughs> amounts for these ridiculous trains. Anyway. So Don't get us started on train yeah. fares. Spoken like a fellow uh, yeah. southeast. I just can't bear yeah. it. Yeah. I literally, I'm, I'm on the edge. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like when they're like, can you move down? Oh. I, think, I do hate Where those do you people. want me to go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where do you, do you want me to stand on his head? Yeah. Do you want me to put my fanny in this <laughs> strangest face? That is what they want you to do. Yeah. Yeah. I have actually turned around to someone before and said, I can't actually swallow any more armpits. <laughs> so, 
Thanks. That's enough. I mean, yeah. basically, yeah. is anyone not grumpy on public transport? I think that we've talked about this before. I mean, it's just, but I think... Yeah. Well, when I was unemployed, um, and you you can go on the train not in rush hour. Yes. Oh. I really fell in love with it again. <laughs> but now I'm back to, to armpits in my face. Really you don't say anything. You're, you're internalising all that grumpiness. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't um, want to get stabbed. No, exactly. You don't uh, want to get punched or stabbed. Yeah, <laughs> and I have been punched by a woman on the tube. Oh my God. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. You think you've seen the hard times. Girl. <laughs> Julie. I stand corrected. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really. You punched in the face? No, in the back. Yeah. What did you do? By, uh, I, I, well, I didn't. It was. It's awful. I really wish there was CCTV footage that I could go back. Did this woman was? swore blind that I shoved her out of the way to get off a train. I would, I would mm. never, going back to, I never want to get stabbed. Mm. I'm not touching anybody. <laughs> no. that. I think we were all kind of being shoved out. And, and I said, I'd, well, if I did do that, I'm really sorry. It was an accident. And she went, yeah, sure. And I went, well, and I just said, oh, look, you're insane. And I, 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 I walked past her. And as I walked past her, she hit me in the back. Mm. Like, honestly, she was about four feet high, about 60 I just, I didn't know how to process I this. react at all. That's when your grumpiness is off the scale. Yeah, you start actually lashing okay. out physically. Yeah, that's yeah. Not and, okay. then, and then she caught up with me and said, I'd really like to punch you. And I said, You did? I, well, I said, Please do it again and then we'll go and see the police. But, um, and then oh. she just scurried. It was, it's still one of the, sometimes when I remember it at night, I lie awake really haunted by, yeah, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That wasn't you, that no. was her. Yeah. That was her and her mad, day. mad ways. So that's why I don't no. engage no. on the tube. So maybe yeah. But also, like I said, but you're not as grumpy as that woman. No. You'll never be as grumpy as that woman. No, we're, so. we're not there yet. I, I feel like we've no. got our grumpiness in check, people. I think we're fine, actually. Yeah, we're totally fine. If you if you don't think we're fine, if you think we are really grumpy, miserable bastards, please do email us. Yeah. Uh, is it just me podcast at gmail.com. We do love hearing from you, in all seriousness. So do email us. Send us some suggestions for uh, topics as well, because we love um, discussing them here. And actually, in a very modern way, you know, we people were saying they were petitioning to get you on the show via Instagram. Stop. Yes, and we had literally, it was really weird. We so just they, booked you, they and I nagged, said... They nagged us into it. Yeah. And here we are. <laughs> we did actually want you. Yeah, guys, you know. yeah. I bet um, we better. No, it was really weird. I actually got to say in a very smug way, watch this space We're in the listening. comment back. So We're if you were that lovely Instagram um, follower, we did it. We made your dream mother. come true. It's probably Diane Dooley. It's probably my mother. <laughs> um, all the people who want Beyonce. Yeah. She's coming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, she keeps asking, and Joe and I are a bit stars. like, oh, Beyonce, come on, You're do something busy. else. I mean, very busy. you know, Go we've got me. bigger things to fry, really. <laughs> if you are listening, Beyonce, we'd love to have you on. <laughs> Is it just me who would, in a second, ban wheelie bags? I'm talking cases on wheels, people. I hate them. I've nearly come a cropper on my way here via one. Um, and when I say, I need to clarify, I do think the original suitcase on wheels was a great invention, almost as great as the wheel itself. Well, thanks for your honesty. I know. Yeah. But I'm talking about these wheelie cases that are now shrinking and shrinking and shrinking to the point now where I'm talking about they're essentially glorified wallets on wheels. Mm. And the actual handle is longer than the actual thing they're I dragging. And honestly, I've seriously nearly broken several limbs falling over these things. Many, uh, many I've got to tell you, my knee is still not right from falling over one two years ago at Heathrow Airport. Yeah. I've got you. Tiny, I, tiny black suitcase on a pitch black tiled yeah. floor. I didn't see it. Mm. I went oh, flying. So and this woman said to me, well, watch where you're going. And thank God, 
there was a BA um, flight attendant in there, and she, you know, so this, in airports, the flight attendants have got, they're like the police, right? Oh. Oh, yeah, and she just turned to this woman and said, You've got a tiny bag on a black floor. <laughs> and I just thought, and I honestly, I had to go to Milan Fashion Week. Oh. I could barely walk. I had a really new swag. Also, also, I feel like side note. Watch where you're going when you've nearly fallen over. It's a bit like saying, "Calm down." It's like, oh, nothing's guaranteed no. to make you see red or to make the, the blood it? stop pumping. Heart, you're, I really want to smack you now for saying that. You know, because you're so mortified, <laughs> yes. and especially if you're on your own, it's there's so nothing worse. And it hurts. You know, you sort of want to laugh, but you can't because you're yeah. in pain. Yeah, so embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. Trying to style it out. Yeah. Now, obviously, I think you're going to. I think you need to defend I, these. No, I am. Listen, I'm all about the bags. Actually, it's as if I know. You've I've turned. Come up, yeah, with, a wheelie bag. with your wheelie bag, which is where you, we, we got into this in the first place. Because but. I'm telling you, well, because I suppose I'm all over the show. So I'm in Manchester this evening. I live in Brighton. I'm often in London and back and forth with work, or whatever. So I live out that bag. Um, <laughs> but that is I a big enough of, size where you can see it coming. I would argue in your defence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's pretending. Yeah, he's pretending. Yeah. Yeah. I hate you and I hate no, your bag. Get out! Yeah. Take your shit bag yeah. with you. I'm, no, I'm all for the bags. Yeah. And I feel like, do you know why? So I've got a couple that don't zip up. And my mum, who's like obsessed that I'm always going to get like pickpocketed every time I leave, you know, the house. Mm-hmm. You know, put your gear in a case, put your gear in a case, put your gear in a case. So now I feel like I'm good to go. And do you know what? If anything happens or kicked off, I've got supplies with me. What would you do? You've got a pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Very good pocket. I mean, an oyster cast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, How are you going to defend yourself with an oyster card? I think as well, the problem is, I mean, look, Joe nearly came a copper in Heathrow, where you expect to find them. Yeah, I mean, yeah I guess, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Joe's just a bit dumb to go. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm talking about, like, you know, I, I, I said this earlier, I feel there's a special place in hell for people with tiny wheelie bags and golf umbrellas in central London. Yeah, I don't know about the umbrellas. Oh, yeah. there's always businessmen with, ma- and, they, and they have no awareness. Also, they're the same people that have no backpack awareness. They'll take your eye out. Don't get me started on I'm backpacks. You, people actually... who literally smack you in the face and they turn yeah, around because no, they have I... literally no idea of how deep they go because yeah, they wear these this... huge backpacks. I had this woman with a huge backpack swing around and I went flying and I'm not joking, nearly went over the edge of a tube yeah. platform. Oh, I, I basically got... should just stay home. I feel like you need to just stay in Addison Lee's yeah. or cat or something. <laughs> yeah. Uber everywhere. But yeah, public transport's not for you. <laughs> Joe said, yeah, Joe could write a book about <laughs> her escapades. How long I've been waiting for somebody to say You that. need to follow Joe, we, a new documentary, follow Joe commuting. We need to get you a chopper. <laughs> I have to say, it was like, I go home with these stories and my husband says to me, See, nothing happens to me, Joe. <laughs> Things happen to you. Day after day. Yeah. 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 She's but, a magnet but for what's, it. What's your bag awareness? It's, it's the people who just seem to have forgotten that there's this appendage that yeah. they're... I call it be- a lack of BPA, backpack awareness. I get uh. very passionate about it. But like, literally, it was what it happened to me the other day. Somebody I was on again, packed tube, and uh, basically, um, essentially, somebody who had everything they owned in their bag uh, just turned around and smacked <laughs> me in the face it to the point where everybody else on the everybody else on the tube couch kind of laughed. But this person was blissfully unaware that they just smacked me in the face, and it was a bit like you know when a pigeon flies at your head and it's gone and no one can see what happened. This was kind of like the opposite of that, where I thought no one had seen it and they'd all just. Easily see me being twatted around the face. You know but it was actually quite funny. Like, I don't like it when they feel like they're entitled to bring all their gear. Like, I do, I do understand that. Like, they're mm. entitled to have this massive case on the tube. They're entitled to have this trendy bike that folds into 18 pieces <laughs> and, like, the helmet <laughs> and I the think, shoes. I think and they the are entitled, pads. but just have some awareness. Yeah. Take the bloody thing off your back. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Fold the thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, obey the rule that says, actually, you can't take it on in rush hour. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 Oh, God, I'm, I am angry now. <laughs> 
we are now at full. Yeah. To look forward to. We're at full yeah. grump level we've now, people. We've all got the um. We yeah. don't like anyone or anything. We are basically. And we've got nothing to put our things I, I, I honestly can't bags. ever imagine you grumpy. No, I really no, can't. No, I promise you, I am. No, I am. I am. In fact, well, I kick off. I kicked off the small one. <laughs> oh, Sam. your publicist is here. Did okay. she? <laughs> she beat you. Absolutely. No, a dream yeah. and a delight. Yeah. But I, th- I think I'm also a great believer in verbalising it. Yeah. If you get it out, then you won't become an, an eternally grumpy person. Well, that's what I said to Sam this morning. He's sort of totally incapable of, of washing a pot, a, a, a cup, a dish, just wiping the sides down. I just, can you just do your part? Just do your thing. So yeah, I was going to I think morning. you better say something positive about yeah. this boyfriend. I know, but I do, I do, yeah. I, I adore him actually. And he's yeah. a total sweetheart. Yeah. There, there you are just go. just a couple of things yeah. that rattle yeah. My you just don't page. give a shit about his opinion on your clothes, that's yeah. it. Yeah, son's interest. <laughs> I'm not interested in hearing you, yeah, slay the clothes. Well, Stacey, thank you. Oh, thank you it's no, been a total you. delight joining it's us on this. A, a rollicking yeah. roller coaster of rage. Yes, yes. sorry. Yeah. We're all revved up. In, yeah. But in celebration yeah. of International Women's Day, you're yes. a woman, you are entitled to be angry. Hell yeah. Uh, and happy your, International Women's Day to everyone listening. Yes. Your book, yes. On the Frontline with Women Who Fight Back, is, um, I mean, you know, it's not the easiest reading, but it's important reading. Yes. And we really salute you for bringing those stories to people's attention. Um, congratulations on the book. Yes. Thank you. In all seriousness. Yes. That. No, thank Keep you. going out there and doing amazing things. Yeah. You brave badass you. Yeah. Grumpy brave woman. <laughs> I dare you to follow me on the tube <laughs> and live my truth. Yeah. yeah, watch that bag on the way out. Yeah. There's a commission right <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.